You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 232. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a fiduciary, a fee-only certified financial planner, an educator, a wealth advisor, and it is great to be with you today. And today's episode is about fourth quarter rally, question mark. But before we get to the topic of the day, I just wanted to take a quick second to say thank you. Thank you for being a longtime listener of the Best in Wealth podcast. Thank you if you are a first-time listener to the Best in Wealth podcast. And thank you to everyone else in between. There's nothing that gives me more satisfaction to know that I can change lives through finances to people all around the world. Now, is this podcast exceptionally popular? No, but you found me and I am extremely thankful that you're taking time out of your day to listen to this podcast. Now, if you enjoy what you're listening to, I would be really, really appreciative if you would go to the little purple iTunes podcast app and leave a review. That would be awesome. Now, I got a whole lot of things going on today, so let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. Fourth quarter rally. Well, the fourth quarter is upon us right now. And here's what we know. September was awful. The S&P 500, which is not something you can invest in, although there are exchange-traded funds and mutual funds that try and mimic the S&P 500, but the S&P 500 index, the average of the largest 500 companies, a proxy that some people look at, was down 4% in September. And that is continuing the downward trend that we saw in August. In fact, Almost all of the asset classes have been down the last couple of months. And the majority of the September decline came right after the Fed meeting. And my business partner, Brian Kahn, certified financial analyst, wrote this article, fourth quarter rally, question mark. And I'm going to post that in the show notes. So if you want to read it in its entirety, Go to bestinwealth.com and click on the link to the fourth quarter rally. But if we go back to the Fed meeting in September, the Fed announced that they were going to leave the interest rates unchanged for most of the Fed meetings this year and a bunch last year. Interest rates have been raised just about every time with a few breathers. 
So you'd think that would have been some pretty good news. However, in the post-meeting conference, the Fed implied that rates are likely to stay higher for longer. What does that mean? I guess many stock market participants looked at that Fed meeting minutes and thought, whoa, we are not going to be cutting rates for a long, long time. So what happened? Huge sell-off. And if we look at just the last couple of months and all of the headlines that are threatening our 401ks, I mean, we're dealing with a potential another government shutdown, although we kick the ball forward, but not for very long. And the stock market never likes when the government, when the Republicans and the Democrats can't get along, the stock market usually has a sell-off. And when we can finally come to an agreement, a lot of times we see a big rally after that. Of course, the Republicans and Democrats just kick the ball forward a few weeks. Lots of government shutdown talk. Lots of UAW strike talks. We don't see big strikes like this every day. What about rising oil prices? We hear about that just about every day. So it's natural for people like me and you to feel a lot of angst these days. And when we feel angst, sometimes we're tempted to do something to our 401k or our IRA instead of staying the course according to your investment policy statement. It doesn't mean that we're going to jump completely out of the market, although that does mean that for some people. But other people just want something changed. We need to sell some stuff that isn't doing very good and find some other stuff that will. Well, unfortunately, what happens more than not is you end up selling the things that are about to rally back and buy the things that are about to pull back instead of keeping a calm head. But with all these headlines, it's difficult to keep a calm head. But let's just look at the S&P 500 for a second. The S&P 500 was among the worst performing asset class last year at negative 18.5%. It actually was not a great performing asset class the year before. In fact, ending December 31st, 2022, it had a horrible run compared to value for two and a half years. But then this year, the S&P 500 shot out of the gates, went up over 15%. And it's not uncommon for asset classes that are doing very well to take a breather And I think we could definitely call this a breather, having a negative August and a negative September. That doesn't happen very often. In fact, Brian, in his research, looked back all the way to 1950, over 70 years ago. And he found that on 13 occasions, 13 different years, starting in 1952, 1956, 1957, 1974, 1975, and so on. Even 2022, last year, we've had a negative August and a negative September 13 times. And some of these don't look good at all. Last year, in 2022, August was negative 
0.2% for the S&P 500. September was negative 9.3. Remember how ugly we were feeling after September last year. So that's two years in a row with a negative August and a negative September. Before that was 2015. We were negative 6.3 in August and negative 2.6 in September. But Brian continued on with his research. And he said, okay, of these 13 years of the last 72 years, about 18% of the years, we've seen a double negative in August and September for the S&P 500. How did we do in October? Well, I'm happy to report that October, following two negative months, has mostly been positive. In fact, 77% of the time, or 10 of the 13 years following two down months, have we seen positive numbers. And in some cases, very positive. Last year, 8% in October. 2011, up 10.8% in October. 1974, up 16.3% in October. But we did have three times a continuation of a third month in a row that was negative. And that happened in 1952, 1957, and 1990. And I'm I'm going to point out that in two of those years, 52 and 90, we were barely negative, less than 1%. In 1957, we were down 3.2%. So that gives us a little bit of hope. And you know what? My job as a financial advisor is to keep my clients and keep my listeners positive. If we're not positive, oh, things start feeling like the walls are caving in on us and we're never going to be able to retire and we make some sort of emotional response with our money. But let's look further into Brian's research. What about that whole fourth quarter? We got a negative August. We got a negative September. That's happened 13 times since 1950, 13 times in the last 72 years. If we average the whole fourth quarter up, how many of those have been positive of those 13 instances where we have bad August and bad September, just like we're living right now? Well, here's the cool part. Every single instance but one has had a positive fourth quarter, and a few of them over 10% in the fourth quarter. The S&P averages 10% per year averages. But we know it comes in many ways, shapes, and forms. We've had years where we've been in the negative 43%. We've had a year where we've been positive over 40%. And everything in between, the stock market rarely lands on that 10% average. In fact, it has only come even close between 8% and 12% six times since the 1920s. And that's why we have to stay positive. Because what if we make some sort of emotional response to our money after looking at August and looking at September? And then we don't stick around for the returns. It means we took the risk. We didn't stick around for the returns. And when I see some fourth quarters have gone up 
over 10%. That's that full average in one quarter. And we are positive for the year. With the S&P 500 still being the best performing asset class of the year, up over 12% currently, down 18.5% last year. And if you're a good family steward, we don't only have the growth S&P 500, we have value, we have small, we have international, we have real estate, even though real estate is thinking up the place at the moment. But 93% of the time, we've seen positive fourth quarters after a bad August and a bad September. That, I hope, is going to give us the strength we need to continue on our investing path. I mean, the only time that we saw a negative August, September, and then the fourth quarter was 1957. Does anybody know what was going on in 1957? That outlier that was down in August and September, but continued to head lower throughout the remainder of the year. That was during the Eisenhower recession. It was nasty and it lasted nearly a full year. We have not only averted a recession thus far, we don't know what's going to happen, but economic growth protections have actually been increasing. I mean, if we get back to the Fed, who everybody got scared of and started selling, they actually increased gross domestic product or GDP growth projection for 2023 from 1% to 2.1%. And they've also increased their 2024 GDP growth forecast. And they lowered their forecast for unemployment. That's a huge shift and an acknowledgement that the U.S. economy is strong. So Brian points out in his article, when the Fed talks about keeping interest rates higher for longer, I don't think he means, or I don't think the Fed is talking about inflation. The Fed is talking about our economy could be strong. So we have a huge disconnect between market expectations and the Fed's long-run expectations that will eventually have to be reconciled. And until that happens, my friends, we will still see continued volatility. But if inflation continues to head lower and consumer spending remains strong, investors may just see another one of those positive fourth quarters after having a horrible August and September. Now, we can't guarantee anything, and I'm just speaking of the S&P 500. There's many, many other asset classes out there, but the overall stock market has had a bad August and had a bad September. So it would be great if we could see that fourth quarter rally, wouldn't it? So after this podcast, I am headed to, with my daughter, to volleyball tryouts, and it is awful. When you try out, you have a two-hour tryout, and then you start getting pulled into different groups, groups of teams, groups of not-as-good teams, and then not getting a team at all. It is brutal on the player, and it is brutal on the parent and once that trout is over and done and you're completely worn out you need to pick yourself back up and rally and head to the next club to the next trial because you don't know if you're going to make 
a team or which team until finally Sunday is over. So Eva needs to go to a tryout and rally and go to another tryout and sleep and rally and go to another tryout. She needs to stay positive. Eva needs to stay positive. But guess what? Will the market rally in the fourth quarter? I'm not sure. But either way, Family Steward, we need to stay positive. There's evidence that the market may go up. In fact, there's some pretty good evidence, except anything can happen. Every year is different. Past returns are not always indicative of future returns. But just like my daughter, Eva, you, family steward, need to stay positive. Just like I need to stay positive and just like Eva needs to stay positive. So if you could do me a huge favor, say a prayer for Eva because she, in the next half hour, is about to embark on the toughest weekend that she calls in her life. It comes once a year and there are no players that like volleyball tryout weekend. You as a parent may know exactly what I'm talking about because you have a kid in volleyball or another sport and you know. But let's, family stewards, let's rally around Eva. Let's rally around the fourth quarter and let's stay positive. I will see you all on the flip side. Bye-bye. The Best and Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal of Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best and Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.